All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Pito. And now let's get to The Fan Focus. All right, leading us off, it's going to be Ken and Wyman. The two of them discuss the Cavs. You asked if that was part of the experimentation that's going to go on with this team. I mean, I, I've seen people start to hint at, do they need to make a starting lineup change? Because, you know, Max Drews has not shot the ball well all year. He's doing all the little things well. But what is that going to look like in a playoff series? Like, if he if he shoots like he's shooting this season in a playoff series, will his minutes be limited? Will he be a part of the closing Units, but he gives them so so much spacing. There are a lot of questions there we have right now with this team. Well, this is the offshoot, despite their incredible record. Yeah, this is the offshoot of what's going on with uh, with Darius Garland, what people are talking. Because I, I still think that you know Donovan's seven years into this thing. I think Donovan's shown that he is unequivocally their leader, and they will go by the beat of his drum. He has come into here within a year and a half. And has been the guy for this basketball team that they relate to, that runs the whole show. He is, without a doubt, the leader. But there's also been a bit of a problem with Donovan, not with Donovan Mitchell, but with everybody else. And and I brought this up before. When we just sit here and we talk about learned lessons and growing uh, gr- growth spots and whatever the hell Kobe Altman wanted to say, you know, when Donovan's not out there on the floor... Do we know who's going to have to step up? Do we really know who has that gear to step up? Like, I think Jared Allen is doing his very best to step up. But I can't re- I can't put it all on Jared Allen, whose job it is to really go to the block, to be the guy that leads this team forward. And Evan Mobley, I mean, we have handled him with kid gloves, myself included. And certainly the same has been said for Darius Garland, where, again, I, I bring up the preschool aspect of things, but when's the gas really get hit here? I don't know that the sky is falling in the way that some people are making it seem, but there's a lot of good points in there. And really, the if you were to make me rank the core four right now, it would be entirely different than what I ranked the core four, let's say, a year ago. We did a lot on the Cavs uh, first hour. We'll do a lot coming up in the 10 o'clock hour as well. Uh, So just be listening then. Odyssey Rewind, go back 7 o'clock hour, also 10 o'clock hour here. We'll get back to some of Donovan Mitchell's comments that he made in defending Darius Garland. But ultimately, I'm not concerned that the Cavs aren't able to figure it out because I think they will. I just I want them to get to the point where they're shooting the three ball again while Darius is actually on the four. That's the difference. That's the night and day difference between this team right now and what this team was three weeks ago when they didn't have Darius in the lineup. For some reason, there's some part of Darius being on the four that just stops their perimeter shooting, and and that ultimately that was their cheat code. That was what they had discovered that had found them much success. They gotta get back to it. All right, Nick and Daryl on daylight savings time. Is it time to Democracy do away one. with daylight savings time? Uh, right now, eighty-eight percent of people say yes. Well, who are these people? And it's uh, I just tweeted like uh, about a few minutes ago, 130 votes. You are so hot. 88% of people say it's, savings time. it's time to get rid of it. Well, all right. It's so here's the, if they do that, here's what has to happen, though. You have to pick one which time shift you're going to Keep stick with. If, right, hey, you know how to make it if, sexy. When Daryl gets into explaining things, we go sexy on this show. Mac, you got to be quicker than this. we got to get to the sexiness quicker for the people. All right. Explain it real nice and slow to us, D-Ride. Here we go. Yep. You have to make a choice. Yes, you do. Do you want, in the wintertime, uh-huh. a 9 a.m. sunset 
or I should say 9 a.m. sunrise with a 6 p.m. sunset. Don't harsh my mood. Or in the summertime, would you like a 5 a.m. sunrise with an 8 p.m. sunset? I want you can it all. set your clock however you want. I don't really care. Just why do we have to have daylight savings time? Well, no, 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 no. You're not answering the question. No, I'm, not, I'm answering you, you, your question. You, you, if somebody wants an 8 a.m. sunrise, they can just set their clock to that. I don't need Then it. you're late for work. Some people work from home. We, 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 <laughs> we, That's we, such a Lima answer. <laughs> we, <laughs> you, uh, you have to pick one, Keith. So I want to do away with it. I already told you. I'd well, do yeah, away but with I think it. his point is you're going to have to stick with either one of those. Right. If you're a little I'm a morning person anyway. I'm thing, up early. You've got to pick which, so which scale you've got to go with. If you just get up earlier then. All right. So Don't you, waste your day. I want daylight savings gone. I, I can't stand it. And it's it's really didn't bother me as much, but now that I have a child, it bothers unintended. The living daylight's out of me. I, I it just it's awful. I can't do it. Uh it, you're messing up the nap time. You're messing up my time because you're messing up nap time. And that's how I think these days. My one year old is everything when it comes to how my mood is and how I'm thinking and my mentality. And you mess with my one year old daylight savings time, you're messing with me. And I got an issue with that. So, yeah, I'm mad at daylight savings time. It's stupid. It makes no sense. We've been trying for years to get rid of it. I. It's one of those things I think maybe 10 years from now, maybe 15 years from now, we're going to actually have it gone. I just don't know that the world is ready for it quite yet. We're getting there. All right, next up, Baskin and Phelps on Peter King announcing his retirement. Peter, of course, from Sports Illustrated for many, many, many years and then with uh, NBC in recent years. Big get by NBC, by the way. What is he going to be, Dan, along with all that now? Well, he is an Odyssey Sports uh, NFL insider. There so you go. Hop on to our airwaves every so often as well. Cool. Um, so he will still be doing some things. Yeah, his, he claimed in the column it's it's one of the best lines that you could possibly say is, I've never been bored and I would like to be bored. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, ladies oh, and gentlemen, the Poobah. So I was entered. just about to say, when you say Peter King's name for Poobah, it's like Pavlov's dog. He starts to drool. Like, you'd walk in here on Mondays and someone would say, Do you read Peter King? Do you see Peter King? Do you see Peter King? And look who's here. It's the Poobah. The Poobah. The Poobah. When he's a little chubby, he's a happy Poobah. With Rock and Go ahead. Are you Poobah. an Odyssey insider, Poobah? You are. No. What is your frustration? You are, you are guys, to us. Guys, guys, what did Peter King say? We're asking you. He said he's the luckiest man. He said he's going to do some other here. things. Retiring, right? Right. We're also retiring from us, not continuing with us. Well, he's why retired. not? Tell him. Yeah, Say, what, what hey, man, working for Odyssey is a nice thing. Uh, do what's it. What's wrong with you people? Why don't you he do barely some was an Odyssey you insider. Know, but I don't know. Have a show me. Hey, Jake, you, you got a second? Yep. So I have a question for you. What does retiring usually mean to you? To me, it means you're no longer employed. Well, yeah, and especially when you say you. Re- what does it mean to no. Rob Manfred? Then? No, 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 no. When you say you're retiring, doesn't it usually mean that you stop working? Well, the dude said he's not going to quit working. He's just not sure what he's going to do next. Right. So, if you had a question on what he was going to do next, did you think of asking me if he was continuing as an Odyssey insider? Did you think about it? Well, how long was he an Odyssey insider? About a week and a half. Yeah, about uh-huh. a week and a half. Yeah. Well, then that worked out real well for us, didn't it? Yep, pretty much. That's the line. I, I forgot the, that Peter King was an Odyssey insider. He came on. 
Was it like last week for the afternoon drive? He did a couple things. Ah, whatever. Okay. I liked him on his Monday morning column, though. I did. I liked reading him on Monday mornings. That was a part of my day. Now I guess it'll just be Albert Breer on Monday mornings. I don't know. I, I'll, we'll figure it out. The NFL world will move on. He was always good for a nugget or two. I always liked Peter King's nuggets, and I liked his column. All right, Ken and Lima with a story about the Godfather and Ken's children. Here we go. Godfather's playing. I get up to go to the bathroom. Now, I'm in the part where I know this is a classic part, and I shouldn't have got up during this time, but I just did. I had to go to the bathroom that bad, and it was the part where Jack Waltz is saying, I ain't no band leader. You know, that it's a classic spot. Classic. So I could hear Jack Waltz in the background yelling, he ain't no band leader. And Robert Duvall, thanks very much for the meal. Mr. Corleone insists on hearing bad news immediately, whatever. I'm washing my hands, because I wash my hands like a psycho. I, I wash my hands all the time. I'm washing my hands, and I hear the part where Jack Waltz is screaming, because he's found the... I don't mean to do any spoilers for everybody, but he finds his horse's head in the bed with him. An iconic scene. Wait a minute. Blood all over the yeah, place. Yeah, wait, what? Yeah. Blood all over the place. The whole deal. Johnny Fontaine isn't going to get that part. Well, you better think twice about it now, buddy. So I didn't think twice about it. I open up the bathroom door. I come out, and my sons are standing there. Mouth again. Ah! And it's, it's ah! hit me. Ah! I mean, that is a cerebral scream by the character Jack Wall. Bone chilling. And my sons are looking at me like, what did we just see? And I'm going, what are you two doing down here? And they're just holding monster trucks like we forgot these monster trucks. I'm going, you were up there for a half an hour? Because the movie is the movie's a three-hour long movie. By the time they get to Jack Waltz, we're about a half hour in, I thought. I go, you've been up there a half hour, all of a sudden you need new monster trucks? I told you guys to go to bed. And they were just still looking at me like, Eli was as white as a ghost. And I'm going, no, 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 no. Like, I thought at the moment I could better explain them walking in on me and Liz than I could anything else. And I just looked at Eli and I go, the horse isn't real, son. That's a fake horse. This is a movie. It's fake blood. I go, Eli, buddy, none of that is real. Yeah, I'm trying to think it's not real. how real it looked. Um, it, for 1972, that looked yeah. plenty real, buddy. Well, especially if you're in 4K or 8K. Look, pretty, pretty, pretty real. Uh, I think what would be the worst movie to have your young children see because they're just not ready for it. I think parts of the casino of Casino, I think, would be awful. What they did to Joe Pesci, I think, would be really, really bad. Uh, there are parts of Pulp Fiction. I don't know how you explain that to a seven-year-old if you're just watching Pulp Fiction and that happens to be what, what's on the TV screen, and then and then a certain one scene pops up there. Like there's. There's some there's some pretty bad scenes, some gruesome scenes that I don't think you want your kids to see. I don't know, maybe any of the Saw movies. Do any of those qualify, or are those a little hacky? Those might be so hacky that they might be okay. Like the the hard part about Casino and the hard part about Pulp Fiction is that it, like realistically, either one of those scenes could have actually happened, and it's it's in it's within the context of a movie that takes itself very seriously. Saw doesn't take itself very seriously. And that's why I don't think it counts the same way. Godfather is the same way as the other ones we mentioned, where it's, it's, it takes itself very seriously, and it tries to be like, hey, these are real things that could happen. It's like when uh, in The Sopranos, 
in, in the different ways that Tony Soprano tries to actually kill himself. You're like, yeah, okay, all right, we can see it. We can see maybe a scenario where that happens, or, or even some of the other people that died in the Sopranos. There's a lot of parts in the Sopranos now that I'm thinking about it that would be really hard to explain away. Basically, any mob movie. Come up with a mob movie. It's going to be really hard to explain those to your kids. Different parts of those scenes. So I, good luck to everyone out there. Uh, I'm going to keep my daughter watching Bluey and Euro basketball as long as I possibly can. All right, next up. It's Ken and Daryl on the Steelers. Here we go. Ryan on Twitter in the break uh, that said, just because the Browns have a more stable quarterback situation than Pittsburgh does not mean we have a, a, a stable quarterback situation. Uh, we both know Watson is a major question mark, and we're uh, very close to being the same boat as Pittsburgh. Um, well, not really, because you can't replace Deshaun Watson and can't cut him for another three years. So you're going to keep going at this with Deshaun. So you might as well back. You might as well give yourself a good backup quarterback as protection. Well, I'll say this: the Browns did a hell of a lot better job patching their quarterback problem last season than Pittsburgh did. I, well, yeah, a guy off the street did better than either one of their quarterbacks and, did last and, year. And also the guy off the street, and I realize this is really a reflection of just how bad quarterback play in Cleveland has been for the last half century, but the guy off the street was setting franchise records. Well, but I... <laughs> and, and like, I mean, but I, I think, listen, if there, if there are Yinzer fans out there saying, I'm confident because we've won in spite of the quarterback. Right. I can say the same thing. So... I, I and by the way, you were pretty competitive with Jacoby Brissett, yeah. who couldn't beat out Sam Howell in Washington this year. It's all about the quarterbacks. The difference between these two teams, it's all about the quarterbacks. And right now the Steelers don't have their quarterback situation figured out. So I don't know how anybody could project what the Steelers are going to do. How could you imagine doing radio in Pittsburgh right now? You're like, well, I think our offense would be great, and it's like, well, all right, great with which quarterback? Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. How do you even have a conversation? At least our conversation might be the same conversation from last year, but at least it's consistent. It's like, all right, we go as Deshaun Watson goes. Now, theirs will be really exciting depending on what they do this offseason. If they go there and acquire Russell Wilson, that's a complete change. That is a shaking up of the uh, a complete quarterback room. Like, there's, there's a lot that's exciting about that, but as of right now, they're just kind of in a standstill, just waiting to find out what happens and what decisions are actually made around the quarterback. And that is the fan focus. We come on back. What did Dane Brugler say about the wide receivers for the Browns? And can it be as simple as take one in the second round and don't look back? It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on the fan.